Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to Dudes on Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike. That's Doug. Dude, it's a bad day to be Dean Lombardi, dude. Yes, it uh, is. Oh, did he get fired? Yes. No way. Yes, he did. Him and Daryl Sutter both shown the door. Wow. I'm I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Why? He made some horrible moves. Yeah, but he he had like a cup like two years ago or something. Three years ago. He totally screwed up that whole thing. But, but Kevin BX is awesome. Wait, no, not not him. Dude. Dude. He bungled it. Give me the rundown of the terrible stuff that he did. Um, he traded a bunch of stuff for Milan Lucic and he left. He let Justin Williams go. He signed Mike Richards to a really long deal. He yeah. traded uh, stuff for Ben Bishop. That was dumb. He um, he put a lot of faith in Marion Gabrick, which was dumb. And he is uh, a devil worshiper. Agreed. Okay. Yes. I'm glad we yes. got that out of the way. Yes. Yes. Well. Just a lot of dumb stuff, dude. I mean, like they had he had put together a great core, and then he couldn't keep it together. So, whoops. Oh well. Oops. Dustin Brown extension also dumb. True. Very true. Yep. yep. That that alone should have done it. Yeah. So, uh, way to go. <laughs> And congrats. A lot of house cleaning today. Willie Desjardins fired in Vancouver. Lindy Ruff told he will not be back in Dallas. And wow. uh, the Sharks uh, limping into the playoffs, dude. Yeah. You ready for some depressing stuff? I'm ready for the depression to begin, dude. It's All ready right. well, just in time for start? game one. Do we, where, where do we start? Well, dude, uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember when we last podcast. And well, how we had done since. Well, since we gone, went three for four, I three think. Three for four. Uh, we lost to Edmonton. Of four course. Uh, but we beat the Canucks twice, and we beat Calgary in the season finale where nobody important played. But, right. um, yeah, dude, I mean, the Sharks, I thought, played okay in their last four games, dude. I mean, like, it wasn't as bad as it had been they sort of stopped the bleeding i suppose and it's it was hard to feel good about those three wins i guess the the last one was was probably the best effort but um if you're looking for positives dude they got some scoring from some supporting players yep so uh maybe those guys are going to be able to step up and and carry the load here because going into this edmonton series um, you know, the, the Sharks are trending in the complete wrong direction and they're not healthy. They've got their two top centers, both battling injury and their effectiveness is a major question mark, probably the biggest question mark of the entire series. Yeah. I, are they even going to play? <laughs> that's my first question. We, that That's not a given at all. Well, they're they're both threatening to play. I suppose uh, whether or not you want to believe that it's true or it's just posturing, 
We won't know until uh, Wednesday night, right? Yeah. No, they don't play Wednesday. Do they play Wednesday? Yeah, they, they play Wednesday. So, yeah, we won't know. Um, Joe says he's playing. Um, I haven't really heard Couture say that, but um, I believe that if Joe is physically capable of being on the ice, he will. Will that be better than someone else being out there at full strength? I don't know. But I think they're going to let him play if he can. Right. I'm considering and, the a lot of other players that we wanted to step up this year have not really done that great of a job. I think even a limited Joe Thornton is probably still better than whoever we would replace him with. So what is the biggest concern about facing Edmonton and what gives you the most hope about facing Edmonton, dude? Well, I mean, the story of the series for the Sharks is will they have Couture and Jumbo in any capacity? And I don't care what team you are. I don't care in which era you played. If you're missing your top two centers, you're not going deep in the playoffs. It's just that simple. And as much as we would want guys to step up and as much as other teams would want guys to step up, you know, you see the Pittsburgh Penguins, they have difficulty getting Crosby and Malcolm both into the lineup and they don't go deep. And then last year they're both healthy. And guess what? They win the cup. Um, I don't think those those kinds of things are a coincidence. Um, you know, you get anybody like that, uh, any playoff team without their top two centers is going to be totally hamstrung and probably an underdog in almost any series they play against any other playoff team. And the Sharks are certainly no um, no exception to that rule. So that's, that's the number one question. Um, certainly, you know, Connor McDavid is the guy that you kind of have to control. <laughs> you're not going to be able to keep completely keep him off the scoreboard, hopefully. Um, but you're going to have to control him. He's going to win the Hart Trophy. He's already, won, you know, he's won the uh, Ross Trophy for the most points. Uh, you know, this guy's already the MVP, already the best player in the league, pretty much. So you got to control him, and you got to see if you can uh, try and take advantage of their relatively inexperienced uh, defense. Uh, you know, this is a team that we've been sort of making fun of for the past five years because they stock up on all these great forwards and they don't really have a lot of great D. Um, Clefbaum's pretty good, but I wouldn't say that, you know, they have a, a defense core that competes with Calgary, for instance, or Chicago or the Wild or, you know, almost a lot of playoff teams. I would certainly take um, their defensive core over Edmonton. So that's clearly going to be their issue. Are they going to be able to prevent enough goals um, to win games? Because they're because you're not going to be able to win games six to five. It's just not going to happen. Uh, right. Yeah, dude. Um, if anything gives me hope in this series, it is the Oilers' inexperience. I think if the Sharks are able to somehow control the style of play and if they get some good performances from their supporting cast, if they can win the first game, I think the pressure is completely all on the Oilers in this series. I don't think there's any pressure on the Sharks. I don't think anybody thinks they're going to win this series. Although the Vegas lines have them as... You know, they have Edmonton as a minus 135, which is, you know, the smallest favorite in any series. So Vegas does think this is going to be close. I did actually see a lot of experts picking the Sharks on ESPN, which was shocking to me. That's surprising. Um, But 
I think that there is the question of, you know, can Edmonton win a playoff series this early in this team's development and going against the team that just went to the Stanley Cup finals might not be the recipe for that because uh, the Sharks, when healthy, would be the team that they wouldn't want to face. But they're not healthy, dude. They're not healthy. Uh, and the Sharks have the worst power play of any team in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, their playoff is just, it's balls. It's so bad. It's so weird how they, you see these guys stand around. Like, there's several moments in almost every power play where literally every Shark on the ice is standing still. The guy with the puck standing still, everybody else is standing still, waiting for Joe or whoever has the puck to give it to him somehow. I have no idea how. Um, and it's just, it's kind of a ridiculous situation. I mean, certainly, um, you know, watching the Calgary game, you know, Calgary obviously didn't win that game, but watching their power plays work is night and day. These guys are swirling around. They went from a four-man umbrella with one guy in the slot to a three up, two down. They were changing formations. They were rotating around. Um, they didn't score, but from at least from from my eyes, and and I'm I'm no major expert here. They just looked so much more dangerous. They were pumping pucks in. They had a guy in front of the net. They were creating their own lanes, and it's just that's the stuff the Sharks aren't doing. I just I really don't understand. It's always like kick it out to Burns and he shoots at somebody's stick and hopes to tip it in. It's like everybody knows it's going to happen. It's it's no wonder it's getting less and less effective all the time. For the Sharks to win this series, they're going to need Martin Jones to be a superhero. And they're going to need to control the style of play. I think the thing that scares me the most is that I look at Edmonton as a, you know, diet version of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right. Like they're so fast and that was what killed the Sharks last year in the playoffs. The Sharks did great against three teams that they matched up extremely well against. And this is not a great matchup in terms of, you know, style of play. It's not a good matchup. So um, I am hopeful for the best. And I think if the Sharks were healthy, I would pick them to win this series based on their experience. But I, I don't think I can do it. I think I have to separate my heart from my head and realize the situation the Sharks are in here, they are trending the opposite direction with how they played at the end of the year and and they're not healthy. Right. Right. I mean that's that's the biggest that's the biggest problem of all, of course, is that they just haven't been able to stay healthy and and I, you know, are you reading anything into the fact that the Sharks sat about half the team with uh, DeBoer saying, in all cases, they were all dealing with something, including Ward and Pavelski and uh, who else? Vlasic, Braun. Uh, Vlasic played. Braun was out. I would say Braun and... Uh, there might have been one other, but... It was Hurdle. Hurdle. Yeah. So, um, seems yeah, like half I mean, the I team. Think, yeah, I mean... I think that that's probably true. I mean, they there was nothing to play for. So right. uh, if those guys were a little dinged up, they figured give them a couple of, of more days off. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure that that most any team in that position that they were, you know, they weren't going anywhere. Sharks were going to be the three seed. 
they they blew it. They had the first seed yeah. in in the Pacific, and they totally blew it. And it was a combination of injuries and horrible play. That road trip was horrific, and um, they lost to some bad teams. It it's tough, dude. It's tough to find the silver lining in this. You hope that maybe they can, you know, continue to build off of winning three of four at the end and and the fact that the pressure is going to be squarely on Edmonton, will they crumble under being a favorite this early in their Stanley cup playoff journey? Yeah, that's, that's the question. And, and certainly having home ice, I'm not so sure having home ice is actually going to help Edmonton in any way, because if they lose game one, the whole city is going to freak out. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. And I say this with respect, but you know, Todd McClellan has proved to have holes as a coach in the playoffs. Right. And, you know, Todd McClellan was a very good coach for the San Jose Sharks. But we've seen Todd McClellan teams eat it large in the Stanley Cup playoffs and especially in his first year. They right. ate it large, if you remember that. Is that when they lost Which, to Anaheim in the first round? Yeah. I mean, was, wasn't that his first year? Yeah, that was the 1-8, right? Yeah, I mean, that was horrible, and he struggled to make adjustments. He struggled to make adjustments, and we've seen him that be a flaw for him. So um, can DeBoer maybe uh, do some things to swing the tide towards the Sharks? And I think you're right. If the Sharks can win that first game, Edmonton will – it will get very warm in Edmonton all of a sudden uh, because they'll be feeling the heat. They're probably not expecting to be the favorites, and they are. Right. Right. I mean, certainly if you looked at the standings the 1st of March, you never would have expected San Jose to drop all the way to the three. So No, absolutely not. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that, that pretty much sums it up, dude. I mean, there, you know, this team is – we don't know where this team's going to go from here. I mean, Couture, I don't have a good feeling at all. Certainly – it's now said his mouth, you know, obviously knocked some teeth out. I heard someone say the word palate. Maybe something went wrong with his palate, uh, which is both horrifying and disgusting. Uh, I would not like to think about having a serious injury to my upper palate. Ugh, that would be very uncomfortable. And certainly, I think the un- unspoken word that I don't, I haven't seen in a single article anywhere, but I'm just going to go ahead and, and, uh, put on my doctor's hat and remotely uh, diagnose a patient here. How can you not think concussion when you take a major impact to your face? Um, it would not surprise me at all if he's facing some sort of concussion symptoms here. Yeah. I mean, there's been no mention of that, but I think you're right. It's possible. It's possible. Um, he has been skating, you know, but not doing any contact at least as far as I know. So, dude, yeah, it's a big mystery. Would it be shocking in any way to see neither of them out there on Wednesday? No, it wouldn't be surprising at all. This was all just a ruse um, on behalf of the players and the Sharks to try and do some gamesmanship on Edmonton and make them unclear about who's actually going to be in the lineup. I actually think Thornton has a better chance of playing than Couture just based on what we've heard. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Seems like... Jumbo could be out there, but he may skate one shift and leave. Like, we don't know. Like, I mean, how effective 
he's going to be. We know he's a tough dude. We know he played with a separated shoulder in the in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, the guy's a beast. It's just, you know, he's now a 37-year-old beast. Right. It's a little bit different, and I know he'll try and give it a go. But against a fast, young team like Edmonton, it, it doesn't make me feel confident. <laughs> no, not not at all. Not at all. And Dude, I'm, Paul, I'm happy they beat Calgary. You know, frankly, Calgary had a lot of their good players. They didn't have Mark Giordano. They didn't have uh, Mikel Backlund, right? But right. they had everybody else. I mean, and the, and the, and the yeah. Sharks were pretty scrappy to win that game, frankly. Sure. I thought the Sharks were going to lose that game for sure. I, I think Calgary was sort of in the same position where I, I don't think they had a lot left to play for either. And, you know, they were kind of where they were going to be. And you could see them sort of maybe just looking. They just came off a very emotional game in Anaheim. And... You know, maybe they just didn't have a lot left. But I'm not trying to take anything away from them, dude. Like, that was a good win, and it was good to see the supporting cast respond and score. And maybe they can build on it, dude. You know, they're going to need these guys to come through. They're they're going to need Hurdle and Hansen and Bodker. It was good to see him score. They need these guys to contribute, or they've got no chance That's against right. against Edmonton. So. Like we're we're hoping that the Oilers' inexperience will plague them here, and that the Sharks will somehow be able to will themselves into the second round. Right. Speaking of the second round, dude, we would face either Anaheim or Calgary. What do you think about that series? Uh, I think that's going to be a pretty tough series. But the fact that Calgary hasn't won in Anaheim, and I think I read twenty-eight straight games. Wow. Uh that it makes it a pretty easy pick. I, I don't think that that that's going to change all of a sudden in the playoffs, but you know, the ducks are hurt. They are, they have no cam Fowler. I know they're very deep on their blue line. So that helps, but that's, you know, one of their top defensemen and Gibson doesn't have any history of being successful. I mean, last year he got pulled in the playoffs. If I remember right in favor of Anderson against Nashville and, um, if if Calgary, who can score and score in bunches, starts lighting him up, will Randy Carlisle have the same hook that we know Bruce Boudreau has? So, uh, a tough series, but I give the edge to Anaheim, dude, just because I think um, their their experience will also play a factor. Yeah, I agree with that. I my uh, I have a, a friend of mine's actually from Calgary, is a Flames fan. Although now he lives in San Jose, roots for the Sharks when Calgary's not playing. But he says Calgary does, has not matched up well against Anaheim all year. Um, he doesn't like the way that they match up together. Calgary has given up the most goals of the four playoff teams in the Pacific. Anaheim has given up the least. Um, as you said, I think Anaheim has found a way to sort of turn it on at the right time. And if you can get Getzlaff and Perry and Kessler to all start pulling on the rope at the same time, they're a very difficult team to beat even under good circumstances. So, uh, you know, the, Calgary certainly seems like a more talented team in certain ways, but, uh, you know, a younger team, right? This is a team that, you know, in our Vegas bet, I picked as sort of the dark horse team. I didn't really expect them to make a, a deep run, but it's like, okay, will this team mature um, faster than we think and make the playoffs? And that seems to be what's happened here. But uh, Anaheim is still very very good so I, I i would certainly go with them 
I'll say this though, if the Sharks are able to get past Edmonton and Anaheim's the next team, I I would feel better about their chances against the Ducks than I would against Calgary. Like I think that again, speed is the Sharks kryptonite. Like they're not able to match other teams' team speed. And if Ana- Anaheim wants to get into a slugfest, the Sharks even at banged up might be able to hang out with them. So Right. Um We'll see. I mean, that's why, you know, it, it. I thought Mark Purdy wrote a good, good article today where, you know, the Sharks went deep last year because they got the right matchups. And so much of it is about drawing the right teams at the right time to get your path to the playoffs. If you have to go through three brutal teams, which might be what happens in the East. That's right. You know, uh, you kind of have to give a nod to the team from the West maybe could that might come out because they might not have to have had such a brutal path. Right. So I, I like Anaheim dude. Um, they're a minus one seventy in this series. So a pretty strong favorite, although I think it will be entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it could be really physical too. Yeah. I look forward to seeing some of those games in Vegas. Yes. What up? Uh, dude, moving to the Central, uh, Chicago uh, hasn't had a great last 10, but they have I think they've taken their foot off the gas because they don't really care, and they've been sort of way ahead of everybody else. And Minnesota has not done that well before, but they, they, they've done a little bit better in the last 10. So it's Chicago, Nashville, Minnesota, St. Louis. Are we going full chalk here? I mean, is this just the favorites are going to win? No, dude, I'm not going chalk here. Uh, I'm going St. Louis over Minnesota, and let me tell you why. Devin Dubnik has not been good in the second half of the year. Uh, he's had a 906 save percentage and a 2.75 in the last two months. Jake Allen has a 938 and a 185 in the last two months. Wow. And the Blues are tied for the hottest team in the NHL since February 1st. They're 22, 8, and 2, and they have the best goal differential at plus 33. And. I think they have the best player in Tarasenko. And Bruce Boudreaux's playoff record is this. Two first round round losses, two second round losses in Washington. And in Anaheim, he lost in the second round and he uh, lost in the Western Conference Finals. So that dude always finds a way to eat it at the end, dude. And when Dubnik struggles, he's going to pull him. You know he's going to pull him because that's what he always does. Right. So I like St. Louis, dude. I think it's the revenge of Mike Yo. I think he flips them off at the (laughs) end of game six, stands on the bench and gives them the goateed bird, dude. Yep. And, you know, I don't think St. Louis is a better team. But I just – it's there's too many factors going against Minnesota. They peaked way too soon. They did. And they've been on a slide – not necessarily as steep as the Sharks, but they have definitely tailed off in the latter half of the season. They looked so unbeatable in the first half and went on all these runs and everything. In the second half, they've really faded. And as you said, St. Louis, they really surprised me. I have to say, they they might be the most surprising team to me in the entire Western Conference this year. I did I not expect them to be good. No. Even when they had Shattenkirk, I didn't think they would be good. They lost... They lost uh, Bacchus, he was kind of their heart and soul. And then they lost Troy Brower. And then losing Shattenkirk, I thought, was going to be a death blow to them. But they actually got better after he left. And they made a total commitment to playing this snooze fest yo style. Right. 
and I I think that they might just be able to to squeeze the life out of Minnesota with the way you no know, Jake Allen in the playoffs has been bad. So are we going to see good Jake Allen from the end of the regular season or horrible playoff Jake Allen? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but the fact that Dubnik has been so bad in the last two months makes me think St. Louis. Same thing. If they win game one, Minnesota is going to pucker up so bad and the Boudreaux honeymoon will very quickly be over <laughs> Yeah, because he has that ghost following him of losing in the playoffs. Yeah. I think weird. it follows him here too, dude. Yep. Yep. That's a interesting take, dude. At first I, when you look at the matchups, I'm like, you know, Minnesota's just kind of stacked this year, but you're right. I mean, St. Louis is riding the hot hand here. And and they're playing that team game, right? There, there's right. Other than Tarasenko, who's obviously a full on superstar, there's nobody else you can point to and say, "Oh, that guy's just gonna run away with the series." He just gets, he's so much more skilled than everybody else. There's nobody else like that. On they're all they're all figuring out a way to to play that system correctly. So good on them. I mean, they deserve a hell of a lot of credit. I would say Vegas thinks this will be a tight series. Minnesota is minus 145. So uh, they think there's a decent chance at an upset. Chicago's minus 200, dude, against Nashville. I think Vegas very much in Chicago's corner. So am I. Uh, Pecorine has not been good. No, he really has not been good. That's been the most surprising aspect of Nashville this year is that Rene has not been good, and he was has traditionally been in that conversation of the, that elite goaltender set, you know, the top four or five goaltenders in the NHL, and this year he's really not been great. I like Nashville as a team. I like that team. If they had a good goalie, I, I, I would like them to make this a series. I think, you know, roster to roster, it's not that much different. I think that it's closer... But the fact that Chicago's got a big advantage in net, I think Chicago wins this in five, dude. Yeah, I, I don't see Chicago having too much trouble here. Moving to, which is, I mean, the Metro is the crazy division where everybody's got 120 points. Or do we want to talk about Atlantic first, dude? Let's go Metro, dude. I'm feeling a little Metro today. Yeah, so all four teams have over 100 points. Um, so a team with 111 points is playing a team with 108 points. That's Pittsburgh v. Columbus. Uh, is is this showing the failing of this new rankings system, dude? Is this trying to sort of create these rivalries within a division? Is this an inherently and stupidly unfair playoff system? Well, I think if... Uh, and, dude, I don't have the standings in front of me, but I think if it was done the old way, that it would just be slightly different. I mean, so then Pittsburgh would be the three... Columbus would be the four, and then they play the Rangers. So is that that much different? I mean, I suppose it's a little bit fairer to these two teams that they wouldn't have to lock uh, in the first round. So if it had gone the original way, it would go uh, Washington, Montreal, and then it would be Pittsburgh the three, Columbus the four. I'm doing this by memory, dude. Yeah. Stop me if I'm wrong. Rangers the five. Right. And then the six would then be Ottawa. Ottawa, so they, Boston, and Toronto would be six, seven, eight. Right. So then Boston would play Montreal, and Toronto and Washington is the same. I don't think it's that much different, dude. I mean, I, I think it kind of uh, plays out to be about what you'd expect. Um, I, I still, I, I don't believe in Columbus, um, even with no Latang 
and Daly and Mata just coming back from injury. I, I think Pittsburgh gets it done. Vegas has them as a minus 180, so they agree that they're a pretty heavy favor here. Um, until Columbus can win a playoff series and prove that they are they belong when it matters, um, I'm going with the Pens. Yeah. Pens have given up a lot of goals, which is surprising, but, uh, well, maybe not that surprising because they've had a lot of injuries on D, but, um, you know, that, that, this is obviously a team that knows, yeah, I hate that cliche knows how to win, but you, you have the top end talent of you, of Malkin and Crosby and those guys know, those guys are healthy. Um, I don't know how you're right. I, I'm not sure how much Latang will hurt them. I'm not sure it will hurt them too much against Columbus. It might hurt them more against other teams, but I, you know, good on Columbus for making a run sort of out of nowhere. But um, I'm if I were Pittsburgh, I would not be super afraid of them. Actually, I might be more afraid of. Let's see, who would they face? They would face the sixth seed, which would be Boston. No, Ottawa. Would you rather play? No, I I'd rather play Ottawa. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely, I think they have the worst adjusted possession stats in the entire playoffs they're a negative goal differential yeah I ottawa mean, that, is. they're they're a mirage to me ottawa is a complete mirage but um i think columbus is good i think this will be entertaining i just until they can can prove that they belong i still think they're gonna be a a one and done type of situation and even with nola tang i like pittsburgh to to win this series and washington toronto i that's going to be That's going to be a laugher, short. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it I think it'll be short. I think you know, uh Toronto can score, and they can score in bunches. The other thing I mean, it's just it's going to be similar to the Edmonton situation in a different um in a different way, but you know, the pressure is all on Washington again. Yes. And they're the team that has not been able to get now that the Sharks went to the Stanley Cup finals, now it's Washington. Like everyone's looking at them they always choke. They never make it. You know, if Pittsburgh is waiting for them in the second round, that is a ghost that haunts them. It always haunts them. And, you know, if Toronto can find a way to win that first game, then, woohoo, right. you know, Washington will be puckered. So I don't think that's going to happen. But Toronto's got nothing. They got nothing to lose. Like, yeah. they are just going to be playing fast and loose, I think. Like, Hey, why not? Like, I mean, what what do we have to lose? Yeah, let's see how they, Austin Matthews can do in the playoffs. I mean, right, that's basically yeah. what they're doing. Yep. So I like Washington. Um, I, I I like Washington. I I don't think that they're going to have much of a problem. They might drop one game in Toronto. I could see them losing game three, maybe in Toronto. But I think they win that in five. Yeah. Yeah. So that means uh, we have New York and Montreal, dude. I. Are you picking the Rangers here? Or you're picking Montreal. I'm taking Montreal, dude. They've played three times this year, and Montreal has won all three times. And I think if Henrik Lundqvist had had a better year, yeah, I'd be more interested in the Rangers. But I think Montreal at home with Carey Price, he's the better goalie. I think that they will win this series. Yeah, that's that's the problem. He's sort of the Eastern Conference Pecorine. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist always a stud, and this year has really struggled. And mm. and Carey Price has not. Carey Price has been just as good as he's ever been. So that's that's certainly going to be. Those are the kinds of things that are difference makers in a series in the playoffs. So 
Although I, I like the way New York is constituted up front more than Montreal by far. I think the the defense is good, and obviously Weber's had a really good year. And if he even gets any like Norris consideration, I'm going to be really mad because that's just like a pure Montreal bias. But uh, but he's played well. I mean, there's no doubt that he's played really well. So so Montreal can certainly prevent goals, and and that will probably be enough. Although I don't know, we'll see. If Lundqvist finds a second wind and he finds a way to start playing well, I mean, we've seen it before. The guy this this year has been an anomaly. Usually, he's much much better. Mm-hmm. And Montreal is not does not have that much. They're not great at scoring. So, you right. know that that could that could sort of go either way. I'm I'm going to be really interested to see how the first two games in that series go because I think that could that could point to what happens next. What about Boston at Ottawa, dude? Don't care. <laughs> this is the, this is the least interesting series by far. I just really don't care what's going to happen. I don't think either team has what it. I don't think either team is really going to scare anybody else, any of the power teams in the East. Whoever they play is probably going to lose. Whoever wins the series is probably going to lose in the second round. Like you said, Ottawa is a minus two goal differential in, in the number two seed. I don't know how you work that, but they did it. Boston obviously has some structural issues as well. Um, but they do have Brad Marchand, so that you know that's kind of good enough. And they have David Krejci, and that that might be good enough. But uh, the the interesting thing is Ottawa is the second seed. Ottawa has won every game this year against Boston, and Boston is a minus one eighty five favorite. So Boston's a minus one eighty five. I, I don't know what that means, but wow. um, but I agree that. I can't see Ottawa winning this series. I just I I know what it says when I see that they've beaten them, and that Boston's really struggled against the Sens this year. I just can't see the Bruins losing this series unless the Tory Krug injury is worse than they think, um, and that could be really bad news for them. But if I was a um, tout, I would I might say put some money on Ottawa because that's just too good of a line to ignore. Yeah, well. The, the higher seed, that big of a dog, I I might just take it. Not that I necessarily think it's going to happen, but that's just that's just good money as far as I can tell. Too bad we're not in Vegas right now. Too bad, so dude. So you couldn't bet on it, dude. Too bad. And your Tampa Bay Lightning didn't make the playoffs at all, dude. So They didn't, dude, but they made a run at the end, dude. But that number one pick, it's always horrible to have it that is. number one pick. Brutal. And it, the curse of the number one pick comes back to bite us again. That's right. Are you going to give it uh, – if I win – are are you going to give it up next year if I win this year? Am I going to give up the number one pick? Yeah, I don't know, dude. I I'm not. I refuse to think in negatives, dude. Because I'll tell you what gives me some hope, okay? Because I think you clearly Montreal you gives clearly you, hope. you have the best teams, but I have Montreal, yeah. and I think they might come out of the Atlantic without much of a fight. And if Washington comes gets past Pittsburgh, they might be wiped. Mm-hmm. Because they will have played a very high energy series against Toronto and Pittsburgh, even with no Latang, that's going to be really hard for them. And by the time they get to Montreal, they might just be beat up. And you could see Montreal not really deserving to go right. to the Stanley Cup finals, but they might go because they have Carey Price. And dude, isn't it just isn't it just the perfect hockey story that Montreal trades PK Subban and Shea Weber becomes a freaking hero yeah. in his first year in Montreal <laughs> and Subban is the total dog yeah. for not taking Montreal to the promised land? Like 
I can I can just see it. I can see it happening, dude. Uh, like, um, how crushed? How crushed will you be if it is Montreal, Anaheim in the Stanley Cup Finals? Will you? What 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 will you do? I There's... mean, like this is your best chance to win the dudes on hockey cup, dude. And if I'm left with the two teams at the end, will you just will will you will you give up? I never give up. <laughs> but next year I'll go to a purely random draft. I'll just throw darts. Because <laughs> clearly all this expertise I supposedly have or don't have is not turning out. So I'm gonna go purely random, and uh, and I'll or maybe I'll let a monkey choose or a cow plop, dude. I'll go yeah, cow, cow plop. plop. We could do that, dude. If I'm being serious, if I had to pick who I think will be there at the end, I would say Chicago and Washington. I think that will be the Stanley Cup Finals this year, dude. Um, and I think that you will have both teams standing at the end. Yeah. Uh, that would be my guess. I certainly think Chicago is more likely than Washington, but I, I agree with you. I mean, Chicago I mean, has won the President's Trophy. I mean, they're a, good, they're a really good team. And I think and I hope that Barry Trotz has what it takes to take – to create the discipline in this team to take them all the way to the end. And uh, it, I've sort of seen that over the past couple of years. He's, it seems like he's sort of built a system there that the team has obviously bought into. It's, it's yielded huge success. So uh, I definitely like their chances. All right, dude. Well, Sharks playoff starts on Wednesday, dude. Uh, we will be in Vegas beginning on Monday. So um, I guess we'll probably try and check in after game two. Yeah. Um, to kind of talk about how we're feeling after the first two games. I really, I hope that they can take that first game. Uh, and if they can, then, you know, you got to feel pretty good about the Sharks putting all the pressure on Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you hope they just have a bad performance or make a couple of bad mistakes, you know, mental errors, that kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, if they're looking at O2, we could be talking about implosion here. All right, dude. Well, go Sharks. Dude, Stanley Cup playoffs, it's what we wait for every year. It's the best time of year, dude. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.